0: Alright, so we can just go ahead and do this, right? Let's just fucking launch into it and it's been three weeks since I've seen this movie. Do you remember it? It's been three and a half, yeah, for me. I saw I saw Oppenheimer. This is so weird for me. But I saw Oppenheimer opening weekend Saturday. Whoa.
1: Yeah. What was it? what was it? Where uh how'd you see it? IMAX. IMAX, regular okay.
0: IMAX. Yeah. I Where- um it was it was just this rare thing that um my kids happen to have a play date during the day and it was barbenheimer opening weekend and it was like Mm. i have time i can see one of these movies and i wanted to see both of them but in my head i thought i feel like i won't miss as much if i see barbie like streaming on my tv as i will seeing oppenheimer like oppenheimer it feels like out of the two they both are probably good theatrical experiences i'm gonna guess not having seen barbie but um but I felt like, well, if I have to pick one, I'll pick Oppenheimer. And, and you so know, you know, what you
1: also do. probably will not get on the home version of Oppenheimer is um, deafness.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is also true. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was so fucking loud it that was. I had to put my fingers in my ears. It was so fucking loud, yeah. and it wasn't even like the atom bomb. It was like their feet stamping in the gym.
0: No, no. Gymnasium yeah. oh, oh, absolutely. That's what it was. It, yeah. It's the feet stamping the gymnasium and like the rush of sounds that are like in even in the beginning part where like you know th- those scenes where it's like kind of what he's thinking in his head like the atom like the the you know and it shows these kind of abstract images and it's like kind of that you deafening know. like roar of stuff which like some of it's it like was, the feet stomping and like other stuff like that no i agree it was like louder than concerts my my ears were ringing when i was, I was like
1: people are really like this could do ear damage
0: yeah yeah no, I uh, I agree with that. Um, on the other side, um, I feel like... I, I, I love how we're just talking very obliquely about this movie. Just random things here and there. Mm, we're, um, we're, I don't remember it, Nolan, so here we go. Nolan, <laughs> Nolan always gets dinged for... Um, kind of sound design that you just can't hear what the hell's going on sometimes. He's a fucking dickhead about this. I'm sorry, sorry, but but I will say in Oppenheimer, it's like, (sighs) yes, there's this part where it was like deafening, but like you could very much hear what everybody was saying at all times. Like there's a lot of dialogue in this movie and like, you absolutely know what people are saying in this movie. Like there's no, there's no Bane, like weird thing where it's like, what's he saying? Or like interstellar where the, the sound is intentionally kind of drowning out dialogue at times like that kind of thing. Like this, you could very much tell what people were saying at all times.
1: i read an article that he does not like to do. What's it called? ADR when they, yeah. when they re- record after, after. Yeah. If the person turns her back
0: to the microphone, he's like, nah, fuck it. That's the way it's supposed to sound. Right. That is fair. Um, I have to ask you, there was a clip making the rounds up with Christopher Nolan. Um, I think, leading up to the Oppenheimer release. Um he I, I'm assuming it was. It could have been an older one, but I don't think it was. Um where he was calling into the Rich Eisen show. I know huh. a very random combination here. So sports Sports Talk Radio. And they're talking about uh but ESPN or Rich Eisen is idiot ESPN. What is Rich Eisen? Is he like MLB network or is he like Fox Sports? I don't Fox know. Fox Sports? Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, yeah. Know. But he does you know, so he's got like a, a show and and he they were asking him the, the clip, which is funny, is they're they're asking him, like, what movies do you like? Like, 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 what really gets you going? Like, what is a thing where, like, if it's on, like, TV or something like that, it's like, I got to sit and watch this. or I got to watch it. And so Christopher Nolan said, um, he, I, I don't think I'd heard of talk very much. Like, I haven't actually seen a lot of interviews with Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan, like as big of a fan of Christopher Nolan as I am. Um, and, you know, he's British. He's got a British accent. Um, and he was saying like, well, you know, he's like, um, he said, you know, anything, anything like Kubrick, you know, if I see it on like I have to sit and watch what makes total sense like that's like, yeah, you would expect that. And then the best part is he's like, he's like, uh, and he's like, Talladega Nights. He's like, I, I got to sit down and watch Talladega Nights. And they were like, like and he was like, really, like, Ricky Bobby's like, you're like, Talladega Nights is like, that is like a thing for you. And there's just a pause. <laughs> and then Nolan, and you just hear Nolan goes. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> and, uh, I did not see yeah, that. And Rich Eisen just breaks out, breaks down laughing. It's kind of awesome. Like never never pondered hearing Christopher Nolan say, if you ain't first, you're last. I feel that way about Dewey Cox, the walk hard oh, movie. I fucking love that. But what if you're famous? <laughs> it's so quotable. The wrong kid rude. died. <laughs> <laughs> should watch that again it, when it's on yeah i watch it every time yes absolutely me too me too i haven't seen it in a while now at this point but yeah it's and it, and it's one of those where it's like doesn't matter what part of the movie it's in it's just like oh it's great so
1: anyway uh before you went into this movie
0: expectations like
1: at 11 for you
0: they, they were for me they were pretty high yeah i mean like i was excited for this anyway and then when reviews had come out and kind of said that it's like you know well it's his best film like it's it's like his masterpiece like that was what like a lot of reviews were saying basically yeah uh who going was saying negative. that hmm? who was saying that a lot of people a lot of a lot of uh reviewers yeah uh, we're saying that well they're not Podflix, are they no no they're not they're not us they're certainly not us so um it's interesting um in in certain ways i would say it's like like this is a very I don't know. I, I can't say it's straightforward because it's not it's not exactly straightforward, but it's like on its surface. It's like a biopic. Right. Which like feels I very. Uh, I
1: didn't know it was a biopic.
0: Right. Like I it's, knew it was. A... Right. But it's kind of not like it's it, it, mm-hmm. it, it is a biopic, but it's not like your standard like biopic exactly. So it's like mm-hmm. it's it's about Oppenheimer. The movie is very specifically broken up into like three parts. And it's like like there's kind of what you might call the main thread which is sort of like the most biopicy part which is like his journey like as from like being like a graduate student and like teaching himself about like um like you know the new like like physics and like uh, um you know atomic theory and stuff like that and then coming to the or, or uh, um coming to Berkeley and like starting his lab and then eventually you know, becoming the the um, head of the project of the Manhattan Project at Los Alamos and like building the atom bomb and like kind of everything that went into that, all of the politics and dealing with other scientists, and then his own personal, um, his, you know, feelings in his personal life or various things going on in his personal life. And then the other two parts are that all takes place in like the starts in the 30s, but most of it's taking place during the war, like in, in the 40s. Um, then there's another part that's like 10 years later. It's I had to look this up afterwards, 1954, which is a, a hearing where he is getting, uh, they're deciding whether to renew his security clearance. And this is kind of like basically where they just drag him through the mud more or less. Um, and then there is a third part, which is completely in black and white, which is five years fr- after that, 1959, when, uh, Louis straws. Uh, who was the head of the, uh, what, Atomic Energy Commission, I think, when um, when Oppenheimer was, like, the lead, like, scientist who was advising them. Um, he is getting, he is having a nomination hearing in, in, with Congress for to be uh, Commerce Secretary. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Oppenheimer stuff kind of comes up through that as well. And so it kind of weaves those stories in and out of each other and kind of uses the other two to, like, harken back and, like, introduce, like, different parts of his life in the first kind of main story uh going through um which i appreciated i i i actually thought that structure worked for me fairly well like i as opposed to just a straight like retelling straight through it also allowed like you know one thing that nolan that christopher nolan loves to do is have like a i'm not gonna say a twist because it's not like he's not m night Shyamalan, but like you know some kind of like some kind of hook at the end or, or some kind of thing that kind of goes you know sort of at the at the in the movie and I think it allows him to draw out a bit of a story as it goes on and this a lot of the story go like actually revolves or that part of it anyway of revolves around the character of Louis Strauss who, who's Robert Downey jr I thought it was really cool to see Robert Downey jr in like a dramatic role for the first time in a very long time like he's been Iron yeah. man and like you know, even when he was an Iron Man, he was Sherlock Holmes. So it's, it's like he's done those roles for so long now mm-hmm. that it was kind of cool to see him just in like a fairly straight dramatic role. And and somewhat, I mean, not totally unrecognizable. I knew it was him, but it was definitely like... I, dude, I didn't recognize him for the first five Until minutes. he opened his mouth like, kind of and talked for a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. some Like the first... I think his first dialogue was in court. and I was like,
0: oh, shit. <laughs>
1: it's that's Robert Jr. <S. laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And he's a pretty major character. But yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I really... I thought he did a really good job in this. Um,
1: you know, I thought everybody did a good job. Yeah, I, I still maintain that um, Fat Damon is the best
0: Damon. Yes, yeah, Matt Damon was probably. I'm trying to think if there's any Like, this isn't a funny movie by any means, but he's Mm-mm. probably the funniest. Like, he's he's got like this dark kind of gallows humor to him. His his character mm-hmm. is characters a general Leslie Groves, um, who who kind of really oversaw the whole project um yeah i liked them a lot in this this was very much a movie i don't know if you felt this way but like this was like one of these movies where it's like just every person and it was just like this guy's in this movie like this person's in this movie like it was like midway through and they're talking about like the head of security or whatever and they don't show him for a bit and then it's casey affleck it's casey affleck's in this movie yeah for like a scene I mean, basically like What's his name? Remy
1: Remy, um, Malik? Yeah. Rami Malik. Rami Malik. It was like for most of the movie, it's like he's not even, he doesn't even have a line. He's just sitting there. He's he's in the background. I'm like, is he
0: really just going to be a fucking extra in this movie? Some part of me was like, is it possible there's some guy who looks just like Rami Malik but isn't him? Like, it's like there's no, and then yeah. I knew it was him. And then he finally had the scene at the end. Yeah. It was like, all right. Well, now it makes sense why this is Rami Malik. Because yeah. He had one scene, though. Yeah. And, and, like, weird people, too, in this, right? Like, it's, like, Josh Hartnett? I hadn't seen Josh Hartnett in years. Yeah, I didn't and recognize like, him at yeah. first. I was like, holy shit. It's, like, it's Josh Hartnett. Yeah, Josh Hartnett, David Crumholtz Like, it's gotten big and pudgy. Um, right. Josh Peck. Like, there was so many weird people in this movie where it was just, like, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it, like, it, that, that was kind of fun going through it um, and seeing just all these random people. I totally, I, like, knew from looking at the cast list at some point that gary oldman was in the movie but had completely forgotten until like the end when like he comes as president truman and it was like oh yeah right. fuck gary oldman's in this movie right um
1: shoot how do you want to talk about this you know
0: i i can tell you the areas that really dragged for me and the areas that i loved let's, do, let's, is let's, there anything let's let's start with that why not so why don't we start with what let, let's Let's start with at least an area that you loved. We'll, we'll, we'll start on that side. All the atom bomb stuff. All of it. That fucking atom bomb scene and the yeah. lead up to it. And all, it it was so well done. And I, I mm-hmm. love I mean, it's kind of true to life because of the speed of sound and all that. But it's like I love the decision mm-hmm. to like more or less drop out like all of the sound. And it's just like his breathing watching like yeah. the bomb go off. Like that was very cool and, and just yes. really well done.
1: Beautiful cinematography, like you could feel the weight of it. Yeah. (laughs) I will say this much. I was afraid that like I was so afraid that I was going to get my eardrums blown out that I was tense during it. Yes. Yeah, you're
0: waiting for that blast.
1: Yeah, because my ears were hurting from the previous scene. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to hurt my ears again. But maybe that like added to the experience. I
0: don't know. Right, right. Yeah. And, um, and, and like you said, I, I think even leading up to it, like the like, like all of the Los Alamos, like intrigue kind of and like, you know, having to like, you know, all, all the shit that he's like having to go through right. and figure out.
1: I love the assembling the team bit. That's where Matt Damon really shines. Mm-hmm. He has like kind of his I'm going to science the shit moment out of it. Yeah, in yeah, that. yeah, yeah, was like, we're saving the world, you know. <laughs> I can't remember what his line was like, like this is something like it's only the most important thing ever in the history right, of the right Earth, right right like right right right
0: right. where he's just like snapping at that guy in the hallway yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that whole bit
1: like building the town getting it together the whole thing was fucking awesome yeah
0: yeah no i agree that was that was very cool
1: um i really kind of like the complexity of oppenheimer as a human being um kind of leading into that scene which is like I don't know if he's supposed to be in an open relationship, if he's polyamorous, or if he's just a you know, just kind of a cheater, what his deal is, but he just he loves many women, let's say. Let's put it that way. Um, and they don't tap dance around in this movie, and it makes him a complicated person because the people that he chooses to be with socially have some political leanings and directions that were pretty
0: um inflammatory at the the time, time. Yeah, absolutely absolutely and and you know and and that is a major part of the movie you know his his Mm -hmm. communist associations um and kind of how that basically gets him in trouble and you know how also in it's it's interesting because it's like it it's it's tough because like we weren't alive (laughs) at all (laughs) back when like the red scare was really going on um so it's hard to know like I, I think it's easy to look back on it and be like, you know, fuck, like, what, what, what you know, what were people doing there? You know? And, mm-hmm. and, and I stand by that. I mean, what, what were people doing? But it is like with something like the atom bomb, like, as opposed to like the, you know, like Joe McCarthy stuff where it was like actors and things like that, you know, it's like people mm-hmm. being called it. Like there is a level of like, kind of like, well, fuck. Like, you know, it's like if, if somebody like, you, you don't want other countries to get a hold of this necessarily. Mm-hmm. Although I thought it was interesting how like not just him, but like plenty of other scientists like made the case at the time for like cooperation amongst allies anyway. Like obviously they didn't want Germany to get the bomb like while they were at war with them, but like, but like the idea, like they had laid it out earlier that it's like, well, you know, like this is science. Mm-hmm. Like we should lay out like kind of what we've done for right. our allies. Um, it was interesting to like think about that. And I can't, Like, there's, like, a optimism to that that I really like, and there's also a naivete, like, to to that as well, where it's kind of, like, you know, it's, like, this is, especially, like, there's a naivete, like, through a lot of that atom bomb stuff where it's, like, there's a sense at times, like, uh, uh, kind of until, like, close to the end um when they're getting ready like when they've already made the bomb but they're getting ready to like drop it and they get they have like they have that meeting where they're deciding like which cities they're gonna hit and they you know all that but it's like it feels like it's not until pretty late into it when a lot of the scientists really start thinking about the ramifications of what they're doing and like what it means like they they start having like they have that meeting that he like kind of drops in on towards the end where like a bunch (laughs) of the scientists are like and
1: the general is like, well, me and my wife like to go vacation there. so Oh, that, yeah, well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
1: Let's not blow up that city. Yeah, that's a- yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I've heard it's true. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Like, I don't know if that's the actual line, but it kind of is, is is yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, which is like such, such a, like, there are a couple of, yeah, lines like that where it's just like, oh, f- like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. um, Yeah. It was yeah so I I let's talk a little bit about something you didn't like before we I, we obviously should talk more about Killian Murphy but like um I'm going to guess and you tell me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong that if there's a part you didn't like because I feel like it's the part that for me also like if there's a part I'm going to pick this is it probably is I feel like the security hearing not not the black and white one but the one where oppenheimer's like having a security clearance thing that felt to me overall like that whole section whenever it came felt a little one note like 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 it felt yeah. it felt to me a lot like it's like i get it they're like totally dragging him through the mud and like he's not fighting back but it's like mm-hmm. like i I, yeah. I felt like there was a the point where it kind a, of like
1: was the like movie came to a bit of a screeching yeah. halt because that was also right after the atom bomb stuff right. So it was like yeah I felt- we just had some like fucking
0: epic fucking movie making right there, and it's like, oh, yeah, like. yeah. So that that that's the part I would say is that is that the part you were gonna say, or were you gonna
1: say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of the it's the the first half of the last third of the movie. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: I I do like the part of it where his wife, where where Emily Blunt is like gonna testify, and it, like it kind of seems like she's like stopped in her tracks for a second, then she like totally just mows right over. The, mm-hmm. the, the the guy uh, Jason Clark, um, because because I, I think that's well done and I, and I feel like you know it's it's kind of like her moment to kind of shine a little bit there and like and kind of and show maybe a little bit of like because because I I do feel like we get some scenes with her but like they're not great scenes in terms of like they don't paint her in a very good light, um, and I feel like we get a lot more with like Florence Pugh early on and I feel like. It's it's nice to see that scene to, to get a little bit of like, right, like yeah. I get like 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 you get like the appeal there a little bit a little bit more mm-hmm. and, and like you get like her strength. Which which like up until that point you've really just you've seen a lot more of her like brittleness and like and you know, both of them just being like really not good parents. Um is, mm-hmm. is kind of like what I had taken away up to that point of their relationship. I forgot about that part. Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Not good.
1: That was you uh i have not i you know I, what i know about oppenheimer is what i saw in this movie but um
0: i don't i don't really know much more either honestly think he's on the
1: spectrum or was he just painted that way in this movie i don't know maybe just
0: painted that way in this movie
1: because it's like like he painfully he just answers the question so honestly as if he's incapable of putting any type of color or, or, or notes you know together it's right. just like this is it right. you know and kind of in the way like elon musk is like a brilliant man a visionary doing all the like elon musk is definitely on the spectrum you can see him calculating when he answers a question right long pauses thanks
0: and goes right right that's yeah that's intentional yeah that's true and 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 you're right like on the spectrum you know basically the the term itself you know shows that it's like there is a spectrum Um, right so it's like yeah yeah because it's like i I was thinking like a lot of other things he does like he's like he's fairly social um and you know in a way that sometimes you know people who are on the spectrum aren't but like that doesn't mean one thing or the other so Mm -hmm. yeah you could be right i mean that, that that could be true or like i i don't know if it i don't know if that's known whether he was or not but like maybe they were trying to play it here as though like yeah there's like some of that a little bit you know, hmm. whether whether you would call it on the spectrum or like back in the day it would have been just more like he, you know, he, he's like awkward around or, or can be awkward in certain situations or something like that. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, like, he had a lot of, like, kind of very honest answers, like to his detriment, maybe like earlier in the movie, especially like when 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 he is kind of like in with like, his like communist friends a lot. Like, like those scenes where he's like supporting, like, you know, people like when he's in his lab, but he's like advertising kind of like meetings for like unionization and stuff like that. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but like, you know, one of the, like, I think Josh Hartnett like tells him at one point that it's kind of like, like, I don't know what he says, but like the, the gist of it is a little bit like, like be smart, dude. Like people are like looking at you and like, you know, it's like, like, think about like, you know, if you want to, you want to get ahead with some of this stuff, but you're also doing this and like, you got to recognize that like one will not lead to the other Um, that's right and and he seems like general like it's not like a thing where he's like made a calculus and just decided like no this is important to me like he's oppenheimer seems like honestly confused at those points like he's like really like i like like he honestly didn't see like the connection there and that feels like a little like i guess you just say naive but like it might also Mm -hmm. yeah be that there's like a lack of understanding of like that sort of you know um kind of like social intelligence or you know what, whatever you want to call it political intelligence in a way we should talk about Cillian murphy yeah yeah let's i mean because he has to carry this movie like i mean he is it's
1: pronounced as or killian i thought it was
0: killian but i have to admit that i'm not right. sure <laughs> so um yeah i mean i you know have I, you seen peaky blinders i have not i've seen clips
1: Peaky I have not either, but everybody I know that I've seen is like, oh my God, it's the best show ever. I know, I know. He's, however you say his name, Cillian Killian Murphy is fucking the right. best in that show. Everybody is so excited that he's in this movie because of that show, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. That's kind of interesting because it's like, I mean, I've, you know, I've known Killian Murphy forever, but not from Peaky Blinders, which I think you're right. Like, that's probably at this point the thing he is the most famous for, which is weird yeah. because it's like, I think of him from, you know, basically like a whole ton of other movies. It's like, I'm from Batman. Yeah, exactly. From Batman or from 28 days later would be the other thing. That right. I know, oh, it's the first thing so I ever saw him in. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. he was
1: a fucking weird looking dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah. he's always been a weird looking dude. They use that like to their advantage here. Like he's like so gaunt and kind of like it. It, it fits sort of. He, he is very striking in this. And I I really I really like his performance. It fits with like kind of what we see him do, I think, in other movies a little bit. He's he's sort of like a very like inward, like it's awkward feeling yeah. actor, and and this is a very inward performance. Um does he, does he win the
1: Oscar because of his performance or because of uh, you know, it just feels to
0: quote Paul, this feels very Oscary. Possibly a bit of both, right? Like I yeah. I, I think it definitely feels Oscary, but um I also feel like it, I mean, it's hard to know, right? Cause you don't know what the other performances are. Like, it's like, it's, it's like whenever people say that it's like, ah, oh, so-and-so should have won this year. And it's like, well, do you know who else was up? Cause like, you, you can't really, like you can say it was Oscar worthy, but you can't say someone should have won until you really have an idea of who, who are the people who are the other nominees? Like who are they up against? And like, so I don't really know who, you know, what other performances will have, but like, it's a good enough performance, I think to win an mm-hmm. Oscar, like on its own. And yeah, I I think it would get a boost because of this movie. I think this movie, I don't know if this movie will win a ton of Oscars, but like it will definitely, it'll obviously be nominated. And Christopher Nolan. It's
1: going to clean up all the cinematography and
0: sound. Yeah, and and it probably should win those, right? Like uh, that, it's it's just a gorgeous looking movie. Um, Technically, beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and Nolan will be nominated for Best Director, which I don't know if he's ever been nominated before which feels a little weird huh. but yeah i don't I really don't think he has well you know the movie he's he makes right like it's like very famously they increased all the number of best picture things because dark knight didn't get a best picture nomination it's like he's a very popular director and very well regarded but like his because he for the most part has made a lot of like pop pop movies i don't know what you want to call them popular movies there,
1: like they are commercial successes but i don't know if they're like mainstream but I guess that's we are. Yeah,
0: I mean obviously the Batman ones are because they're Batman. Yeah. And, and inception like, I would say was two, because it was like kind of a summer block blockbuster. Not not no, all never, though, you're right. Like, like like I wouldn't say like Dunkirk was like a uh-uh. was like super mainstream or, you know, like
1: what was the one right? we did for the show? Tenet.
0: Tenet. Yeah. yeah. This is like it, which is it, it's interesting to talk about Tenet, right? Because it's like I think like um I would say, I don't know if I'm right on this, but I'll just put it out there. It's like one thing that I think Christopher Nolan always tries to do in a lot of these movies is he's got this kind of, um, you know, he's, he's got, how does Paul put it? Paul's Paul's not the biggest Nolan fan, but I think what, I think the way he puts it is that it's like, he, um, I'm going to get it wrong and Paul's going to be mad at me. But like, I, I feel like the gist of it is that like, like he, um, am I going to get it backwards like that he has he has good ideas but poor execution or or maybe it's that he feels like the ideas are banal but like he manages to like put them forward in a way that like appeals in a very mass like to a mass audience don't, very well
1: don't you worry Paul's not going to listen anyways <laughs> that's a good point
0: <laughs> yeah fuck you Paul um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but like I think, like tenet, like like he always tries to put some kind of like emotional hook in his movies, and some work better than others. Like I would say, like you know, it's like, I mean, I'm an Owen fan, but like I would say, like a like Inception, I think has a pretty good emotional hook, or like mm-hmm. Interstellar is is one that has like a real emotional uh, hook to it.
1: Paul really hated that movie. I like that movie. I like that
0: movie more now than I did like when we watched it and like mm-hmm. and reviewed it. I think I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And Paul really didn't like it, like you said. Um, and I feel like it's become one of my favorite movies. I think the more I it still drives me, me
1: crazy that he waits all that time. He sees his daughter. It's like, all right,
0: I'm out. <laughs> well, she makes him leave, to be fair. She says she did not want to. Fuck watch that. Die. I'd be like, I've
1: just been fucking the last however long to get you. I know. I'll hang out till you die. Know, Don't I know, worry. I know.
0: It's, it's fair. It's fair.
1: Fucking push some books through the fourth dimension yeah. to make this shit happen. Yeah.
0: But that scene uh, does kind of destroy me. Like it's a that, that that's a well done emotional scene. That that yeah. reunion. But like then we watched Tenet, and Tenant I felt like had like no emotion in it. Like it like it was like very much like all right we're just gonna <laughs> do some freaky shit. And like he, there, there's a try at doing some emotional stuff. We talked about this when we did it, but like it doesn't yeah. really land. And then this I think is interesting because it's like this in contrast is it's like there's no like weird like time thing or like like i mean there's a time thing in terms of there are these interweaving narratives but otherwise like there's no like weird thing that it's like oh you're just not going to get this in this movie um and it's like very much about like an emotional core of a person in, in a lot of ways oppenheimer himself even though he's like somewhat of an enigma like i feel like it does really try to talk about a little bit like like it's like like how should we feel about this guy and that's like i don't i don't know what i think in the end of that but I think it's interesting because it's sort of a it feels like a different turn for Christopher Nolan a little bit in terms of the types of movies he makes. And I think that will be a positive thing for him as far as like the Academy Awards go. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to talk about in this movie? Um, what do you think about uh, what, do, what do you think about their use of Einstein? I liked it. I did. I kind of did. Surprisingly. It, it was like this, like kind of cuddly guy who popped in every once in a while. So it was, it was kind of funny the way it, it, it worked. But, um,
1: I also liked that they were like, essentially right off the bat. He was like, no, he does fucking old. That's old fucking science. Like I can't talk to this guy. Right. I mean, right basically right. Like dismissing him as not a moron, but like, I don't know. Like he had his, like, right. Yeah. He had
0: it, like, like, yeah, I forget the way they say it, but like, it was like, like Einstein's big stuff was like 25 years ago. And it's like, he's, you know, it's like where we've moved past that like he's he's great but like he's not like where we are now yeah um but i really like how like from that like einstein kind of functions like you only see him a couple times during the movie but like he functions almost as like this like not exactly a conscience but like that kind of thing a little bit like sort of sort of like this 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 kind of sounding board who kind of like gives pretty good advice a lot of the time like whether or not Oppenheimer follows it like I feel like he's got some pretty you know out of experience some some really good words and I really really like the way that they do the it it was one of my favorite parts of the movie like the way they play that reveal at the end of like because you keep hearing like like Robert Downey Jr. keeps bringing up that that little meeting and I was like he turned everyone against me and then like that little thing at the end where it's like like you know that uh, what's his name the the dude who plays solo um like like kind of says uh like you know it's like you know you ever consider that like maybe it's not about you at all like then like maybe it had nothing to do with you um and it's like yeah like absolutely it's like and then you hear that conversation and it's like a and it's a really good way to end the movie i think like it, it, it really it's, like thematically that was it fits true? really well no I, th- I think they took liberties with like you know they imagined like i know the two of them like i think their general <sighs> relationship is is true like the the fact that they did talk to each other a little bit and they were like kind of not friends exactly because they had this sort of not not rivalry but like kind of didn't get along in terms of like professionally but like did meet with each other but like you know what i loved about that relationship how they were both like yeah i'm
1: terrible at math. yes
0: i like that too. You know, like
1: don't get me wrong. They, they probably were bad at math for where they were, but also probably in the top like yeah, 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 half a percent on planet Earth. Right, right, right. But they both were just like I'm not, I'm not good at math, which I thought was hilarious. Right, right, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that end conversation, it like it just it's a great way to end the movie. And like you said, like I like that in that scene, Einstein brings up like kind of the idea that it's like like he brings up this thing where it's like you remember like you gave me an award once like you guys you all gave me an award and it was kind of like it wasn't for me it was for you it was for you to feel good about like like for you to like absolve yourself of like the fact that you had kind of like cast me out a little bit and like to kind of make yourself feel good and it's like and he was like it'll happen to you like they will they'll tear you down and then later on they'll like bring you back and they'll say all is forgiven and just remember it's not going to be for you it's going to be for them and and it's like I, I thought that was like a good yeah just just a really good summation and then like showing that like that scene in the future kind of of him actually like getting congratulated like an older him and like all these people mm-hmm. who like stabbed him in the back like shaking his hand right um yeah i, I yeah I, I just thought that it was a really good way to tie the to kind of tie up the movie so I, I was wondering like how you know it's like with a movie like this it's like it's kind of there's a little bit of like how do you end it exactly and I appreciate yeah. like, you know, again, like with a with a standard biopic and not that this was trying to be a standard biopic at all, like you knew it wasn't going to be that way, but like it would keep going and you'd like have some idea of like, well, where is he now? And like that kind of thing. And it's like, you know, I, I appreciate that it just kind of like kind of wraps up sort of like like you kind of know the arc of his life a little bit like you you, and, and it's an interesting thing because of the overlapping narratives that, you know, like while you are seeing his like greatest triumph and like the atom bomb and all this stuff, you also know like where that's heading. Like, you know that he's going to be like discredited and disgraced within about 10 years of all of this. And like, no one's going to really talk to him, which is kind of like interesting to like have that happening all at the same time in the, in the movie.
1: Yeah. Usually when these biopics end, they're like, there's the, the text on the
0: screen. Right. Exactly. And this, like this was never like from moment one, it's like, well, this isn't that kind of movie. But you're not, you're not doing that. Um, so is there anybody else we've talked about a fair number of people and we kind of brought them up here and there, but is there anyone else in this movie that you feel like deserves a shout out for good or for ill?
1: Yeah, I don't remember his character's name or, but essentially the guy that was pushing on, was it fission?
0: Like the, the, the guy who wanted to build the H-bomb. Yeah, yeah, Edward Teller is played by Benny Safdie, basically. I liked his character. He was like pissy in all the right ways. Yes, I agree. He's a a good and, and it's like I really like the way his character is drawn as like he is not an out and out rival to Oppenheimer. It's like they work together in a lot of ways, like they help each other in a lot of ways. And at the same time, there's this friction between them um that like you know that that's there the whole time and then also comes out obviously because he like testifies against him at his hearing uh and all that but like he's polite while he does it right like he's not like an asshole either so it's like i, I don't know it felt it felt kind of realistic because it's like you know it's like no one's like a cartoon villain you know it's like it's, it's more complicated than that and i kind of appreciated that yeah. how about you anybody else cropped to mind for you um talked about a lot of people um i'm trying um, yeah i'm trying to think if there's anyone that we haven't mentioned um
1: we mentioned florence pew but i really liked her yeah
0: l- i mean let's talk for a minute about florence pew because we just mentioned her in passing um yeah yeah yeah
1: she's um i mean a couple scenes but her character had depth and had impact on the main character yeah
0: yeah i mean you know let's you know we'll I, I think we can both say because we've talked about her in a bunch of movies and a bunch of things like we both love Florence Pugh she's great
1: but um, surprised at the amount of on screen nudity
0: yes yeah like it's not exactly sexy because like they're like having like very like intense conversations or like one way or the other while it's happening but like just there yep. very nude yeah yep. Yeah, I was I was surprised at that too. Um but yeah, no she was she was very good uh in this and um it was it was interesting like I was surprised a little bit at like how early in the movie or it felt early. It was like halfway through probably, but like it it you know that she that her character, you know, dies um mm-hmm. basically and it's obviously a big deal. Um but yeah, that was Yeah, she was, she was good. She was very good. Like you said, like there's no one in this movie who wasn't good. Like they were, it was pretty good performances all across the board and a few great ones. Um, yeah. So am I right in saying for you, it sounds like overall, you thought this was a very good movie. It sounds like The the sound issue probably took you out a fair amount, and then like, and then you have the, you know, the the part that you felt dragged, which I would agree with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what what am
0: I what am I rating it then? Ooh, good question. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it it sounds like a three and a half from you.
1: I think you think it's a four. I think you liked it a little more than me. I
0: might even go four and a half. In all honesty, I, I, I really did like this movie a lot. The sound didn't bother me, even though I will completely admit that it was super loud for whatever reason I could withstand it but when you talked about it being deafening like when we were talking about doing this movie and you kind of mentioned it it was like yeah it was really loud like it wasn't a thing where I was like what like it was like no nah, it was really loud I, I, I get it Um, I do agree with you about you know that 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 one section kind of maybe just being a little over long like 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 one or two cutbacks to it too many I, I would maybe say um, and, and like you said, it, it kind of comes at a point where, you know, that you, you don't really want the momentum to stall and it kind of does a little bit there. So I, I do agree with you on that. Um, hmm. but I was, you know, it's, it part of, it's also that it's like, it's not a story I knew all that much about surprisingly. Like, it's just, I just happen to not have read a ton about this beyond kind of what like everybody kind of knows about the Manhattan project and, you know, which isn't necessarily all that much. Um, so I really was just interested the whole way through. Mm. Like, like until we got to like that part, I wouldn't say the movie dragged for me, which is until like, until that part a little bit that, that we've talked about before. And it's, you know, it's three hours. That's not nothing to say that the movie doesn't drag. By the way,
1: I, (laughs) something that crossed my mind while they were doing the Manhattan project scene. is like, Oppenheimer must have gotten so fucking rich from that because he basically had a free town built on his property that then he could flip, sell, rent. It's a whole fucking town of houses, like free real estate developed on his property.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, it it it, that also makes me think like...
1: I wonder if that's still standing. Like, can you go and visit it or no? Because it's all like radiationed
0: up. It's been fucking... 80 years like should be fine right they, i mean i mean they still have a lab there right i, I don't know if it's like yeah. literally right there but like they i mean there's a there's a big like research and development laboratory like in los alamos um but i don't know exactly like how close it is to like the trinity site and you know and and, and all that um yeah it's a good question I don't, I don't know about that but yeah i didn't think about that at all but i, I feel like you're right like it's like you know, a whole fucking town built on his property. Yeah, yeah. And you just suggest it. And he's like, Well, what about if we went here? It's like, I go here. I know a lot about it.
1: Yeah. Sure. Guess when you uh save the world. Right. Right. You're entitled to a town on your on your property. Yeah, I
0: guess so. So four, four and a half, what do you think? Um what the fuck? I'll go high. I'll I'll, I'll say four and a half. that's 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 truly what i what i feel but asshole yeah i will
1: uh i would like to watch it again i had some friends that watch it in 70 millimeter
0: Mm. yeah what's that about um fuck you know like i i read about all this when i was trying to figure out like what what should i go see it in because i read it and it was just like (laughs) it's available in like eight different formats it's like here's like what each one means um, and then based on that, I was like, all right, let me look and see where it's playing, like in this. Um, there's like one format that was like I forgot what it was. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it super imax, even though that's not what it's called, but it was like it's like this is the way you want to see the movie. You know, it's like you, you know, maybe like fucking, fucking Nolan, right? No, it wasn't the 70 millimeter, because like whatever this way was, it was like it was only playing that way at 13 theaters around the world like nine, oh nine of which were in the U S and it's like, there, there were, there were like a, a couple in New York, a bunch in LA one, mm-hmm. some other random place in, in the U S. And then it was like one in like, I don't know, like fucking like Portugal or something. And then like London and then maybe Japan like, I, it was kind of crazy, but yeah, I can't remember what the 70 millimeter uh, thing means. Not, not all that much of a film, like literal film buff to like, know like what, <laughs> you know, what, what that means in terms of, like,
1: how'd you get ticket? I get, maybe it's easier for one person to get tickets. I went with, um, a friend of mine the second weekend it was open. Could not find anything other than the front row in an IMAX, even during the day, during the week in New York city, it was just, you just couldn't get a seat. You couldn't get two seats. You could get one rando,
0: but like, right. And, and that's what I got. Like, yeah. So like mine was, I mean, it was on, actually it wasn't Saturday. It was Sunday. So it was, it was on Sunday and it was during the day. It was like a 12 something showing. Um, mm. And like I looked at a bunch like in in like the four or five hour window I had where it's like, well, what if I saw it here? What if I saw it there? And it's like it was similar where a lot of them it was like, oh, like there's just a front row seat basically like that's it. And then I managed to find this one where it was like there is one seat in like the eighth or ninth row, like in, in like a good amount back where, where it won't be ridiculous. But it was mm. it was just one seat. And so that's what I did.
1: Here's what I learned about IMAX and what's, what makes it so special is the screen is so big on an IMAX. You want to position yourself where the screen takes up 80% of your field of vision. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like the, the theater I saw it in it didn't take up 80% of my field of vision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, was yours IMAX. Yeah. And it, I was yeah. in the dead, the dead middle of theater. Right but it just wasn't this like there's IMAX and there's IMAX like that kind of thing. Like the specific screen. I would agree. Mine was also like, it was big, but it wasn't quite as like I've seen like for me, like the one I'll always remember watching in IMAX is the mission impossible where he's on the Burj Khalifa. And that was one where like, I would say it was like the 80% of the screen, like my field of vision kind of thing where it like felt like it's like, Oh, I'm glad I'm watching this in IMAX. Like this feels like a different thing watching like watching Tom Cruise like on the Burj Khalifa. um, Yeah, this didn't quite like it wasn't quite as big as I would have hoped. Where I was sitting, but it was still good. So
1: I would like to see it again, but on my home theater with my own sound. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you need to see it in IMAX. I mm. think I could have seen it normal. I think, a, you know, I was really particular about like, oh, I really want to see it in the way it's intended
0: to be seen. I'm glad I did, you know, but, but, but I've also seen plenty of, we have watched plenty of movies for this podcast where I've seen it on my phone that were like great, you know, great cinematography. And it's like,
1: really did. Yeah. What were some of these movies you saw on your fucking phone? <laughs> like everything we
0: saw for like the first two years, more or less, like almost, almost because <laughs> <laughs> for a long time, it's the only way like at late at night, like it was the only way I could like watch something and like silence like now, at least like, it's not huge, but like, I have like, a normal size tv that i can stream stuff to and i have headphones like bluetooth headphones that i can use so it's i can wa- i can watch stuff much more normally now so like <laughs> was dragged kicking and screaming into like the Ooh. 2010s yeah <laughs> i
1: think you want i think you watched tenet while- on your phone
0: oh yeah i watched Tenet on my phone um exactly how christopher nolan intended yeah, exactly i did later watch tenet again like months later and it was like on tv and so i watched it <laughs> So I did, I did subsequently see it at least in a little bigger format than my phone, but yeah, it's all right. I mean, I'm not watching my phone from like across the room or anything. Like it's <laughs> like, it's pretty close up. Yeah, so there is that. <laughs> um, I, if, if, if we're done talking about Nolan and Oppenheimer, I, yeah. I had a random question that had occurred to me because um, before we were starting here, you, you had something, something in a. <laughs> thermos or something like that and it reminded me that like months ago and i know this is months ago because as you know i listened to our show but i listened to it on like a three to four month delay which is a lot of fun because i will um you know it's like you're, you're listening to it and it's like you've forgotten everything that we said and so it's like discovering it anew it's like oh
1: yeah like yeah, we talked about we this. talked about
0: coffee four months ago exactly and that is what i wanted to ask you 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 were weaning off coffee way back when and I wanted to know how that was going. Where, where, where are we on that? Is it like, did that totally go bust? Are you like still like reduced coffee? Have you like, where, where are we on that?
1: I got it down to one coffee a day. As a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean. And then I started thinking like. What is the point of this?
0: Why am I having one cup of coffee a day? It's not doing anything for me. Right, right. I mean, there's a difference, right, between what were you having before? Like it, when we talked about it, you were like nine cups or something eight. like that. Yeah. 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 Like there's a difference. Like there, there's a middle ground between one and nine or one and eight. Um. So I generally have like. Two to four a day right
1: now. I'd like to cut it back. I'm just fucking tired lately. Yeah, I have been. Me. What you saw me drinking in the shaker bottle is um. I'm trying to make sure that I just keep my hydration, yeah, proper. I think when I have a lot of coffee, I get dehydrated. Yeah. So I started getting these like little electrolyte pa- packets. Got it's it. It's called Element L M N T. And it basically oh, I've is seen like, those. yeah yeah. Yeah, it's basically like salt. It's like salt and tastes like orange juice, like salty orange juice almost, but it does two things. It's got all the good stuff, potassium and yeah. blah, 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 but
0: it also, it makes me thirstier, so I end up drinking a bunch more water. Sure. Yeah. They're just pouches and you just stir them into water, basically, and drink them. Yeah. yeah. It tastes pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's smart. Yeah. I come like at the gym a lot. I go to the sauna a lot. Like It's good. being Being hydrated is a good thing. Um, but the coffee,
1: you know, there's been a lot of late nights, early mornings this month, and I'm like, oh,
0: I can't find one cup of coffee, isn't going to cut it. My, um, my sons are doing, uh, soccer camp this, uh, this week. This is their last week before school starts. And, nice. um, one of them came home today. And like, you know, he was like, am oh, I like my water bottles empty? Or no, he had lost his water bottle there, which I was like, dude, we just got you that water bottle. Can you look for it tomorrow, please? But um, so we had, so we had this old water bottle, and he had, like filled it up. And then like, I was working. And he was like, can you can you fill this up again? Or can you clean it out for me? Like the water tastes weird. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't worry. Um, And then by the time it was dinnertime, I think he hadn't had any and like, I looked at his hands and his his fingers were all wrinkly like he had been in the water like like he had been in like a shower taken taking a shower for half an hour but yeah and you know if your hands are wrinkly and you haven't been in the water it means you're dehydrated and I was like oh huh. man <laughs> I was like I was like drink Whoa. I was like all right let me let me empty this out I'm sorry like fill it up I was like you gotta drink like make sure you're drinking water at that soccer camp like you're running around outside like yeah yeah, because it was like I mean he felt okay like he wasn't dehydrated to the point where it's like you have a headache or something like that like that's when Mm. it's kind of bad this is like mild but that is a thing that'll happen like I didn't realize yeah yeah. your your hands will get all pruney like the way that they would if you were like you know in in the bathtub for a long time or something how do you know this um I had looked it up a while back um I forget why obviously it must have happened or something maybe it happened maybe maybe it happened to like when when i when i you know did my rim to rim at the grand canyon i i remember, i know you that. remember that cuz like it was pretty uh it was it was pretty good well we'll we'll always love hearing knowing that we that i got to have, make alex Trebek say rim to rim
1: oh baby mm hmm You know, the things that show up in the YouTube algorithm these days based on one simple search. What do you what do you what do you got going on? I can't remember what the most ridiculous thing recently. Sometimes you just Google it because you hear a term. I heard the term mewing M E W I N G. Okay, that's not like like, just like another thing for meowing. Nope. It's like, what is mewing? Oh, I remember this, this guy, guy, Andrew Huberman, was on a podcast. He talks about the sauna shit, right? And then there was, like, another video he on. He was talking about mewing. mewing. And I was like, what the fuck is mewing? And it's, it's basically a thing you do to build your jaw muscles to reshape your face. Huh. Uh, and there's a book written by these Stanford professors that basically talks about how, like, ancient cavemen and shit, like, they didn't need braces and shit. They ate hard food. They always had good jaw structure, so there was room in their mouth. But once we started eating fucking paste and mashed potatoes and stuff, like, our faces started to, like, like our, our jaws started to move back, and our face started to reshape. And, like, there's a book. I bought it because they say a lot of kids that have a bad allergy problems, a lot of times it causes, like, some issues there. Hmm. My kid has bad allergies. And I was like, holy shit. Let me see if I can find it.
0: Jaws. But. I can, Im- while, while you're looking for this, I can imagine that searching for something that had to do with like doing jaw exercises to reshape your face might lead to some weird algorithm stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like, there's one thing that now I just get recommended over and over and over the fucking jawser sizer. Check this God. shit out. Uh, how do I, how do I?
0: I keep getting this ad. I don't know what I did to to get it, but it's like I keep getting this ad for this like thing that some dentist sells where it's like this like weird like water picky kind of thing, but you put it in the back and like spray your tonsils and it'll take out like tonsil stones. Oh, I need that. Yeah, do you have tonsil stones? It, it, it's, yeah, it's like really, I would, I would imagine it is very satisfying to use this thing, like to get all these like gross tonsil stones out. Do you get tonsil stones? I have. Like I wouldn't say it's like a very common thing, but like, yeah, every every so often they pop up. I used to get them a lot. And it feels really, and it feels like, really good to oh like get God. rid of one know. of them just because it's like, ugh, like these are the grossest things imaginable. They smell like shit. Yeah, they do. <laughs> How do I do this? <laughs> this <I'm just> gonna... <laughs> anybody who's listening to this, like this is this is the content you were hoping for, right? Us talking about fucking gross tonsil stones. Oh, hold on i want to send you i
1: want to send you this before and after hold on i'm gonna oh, put it in. paul's paul's gonna look at this and no it's this is not naughty all right uh paul's paul's gonna look at this in the uh in the slack. <laughs> what the fuck slack were we talking about and be like what the fuck is that right. <laughs> uh, copy image can i just paste it in slack paste yeah there we go It's just like doing jaw exercise and shit. It completely reshapes their face. Yeah, that's like. It's
0: fucking wild. I, I wouldn't. like. I'm still not sure that's the same person, even though like I know that's kind of the point. The her on the left. Yeah. She looks like female Eddie Redmayne. She really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne need needs to do, to do these jaw exercises. He needs to mew? Apparently. Yes, exactly. He needs to mew.
1: Just, you know, if only he had fucking YouTubed it. He'd have a better face. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne,
0: you got to get YouTube. Trying to think what other dumb YouTube shit doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm trying to think what weird stuff. I, I don't, I don't think I get it weird stuff. I just get the same like dumb kind. I, I get a lot of reaction videos because I happen to have watched like a few, and so now um, just I I'm, get bombarded with reaction videos.
1: I'm in i uh, I'm in a rabbit hole of attachment styles in relationships.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we get what we're thinking about, I guess. When you watch, you watch a couple of them, and then there you go. Next thing oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, that one looks good. Yeah. And that one looks good. Oh, I, I get a lot of geography quizzes as well. But, you know, that's, that's stuff I want to get, honestly. Like, it's like, I'm, at least I'm not getting, like, weird things where it's like, yeah, like when you happen to look at something once and then you're like, oh, fuck, now I just keep getting weird shit sent to me.
1: Uh, we get it, speaking weird shit sent you. Did we get any um, nudes or or emails? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, email front's been kind of quiet. I think you know it, as as much as we've gone into summer sessions, I think everyone else has too. I was
1: really hoping that
0: Paul would have sent us an email since he's not around. That's true. That would have been that would have been awesome. awesome. If Paul sends us an email, it should be in the form of like a uh, letter to Casey Kasem. <laughs> So that, you need to read it. The voice yeah, said. I don't have a good, case. I don't have a great Casey case in voice, but yeah, like the like, here's a letter, like that kind of like,
1: that. yeah. Uh, speaking of my impressions, did you see the three part Arnold documentary series on Netflix? I have it's not. Really, I,
0: I have not. It's really fucking good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll, I'll take a look. I mean, an, an Arnold documentary feels like an an interesting thing. You know, I mean, there, there, there's a lot to talk about there. So, what are you watching? What are you watching these days outside of the not much, dude? Um, what am I watching? I feel like I'm mostly watching just random ass YouTube videos. Um, my um, I had asked them this a while ago, but I, I think when a, a little while back when we watched season three of The Mandalorian. Yeah, at the very end, I think my kids noticed like maybe maybe I was watching like the end of it or something like in my room and they came in. They're like and they're like, oh, it's like, is this the new Mandalorian? And it's like, yeah, they're like, can we watch it? And I was like, yes. And then I was like, but we got to watch Boba Fett first. <laughs> it's like, mm. so, I mean, they do. Right. Like we, we've talked about this. Like it's like, yeah, because like, they've watched the first two seasons of Mandalorian. But I was like, you got to watch Boba Fett before we watch uh Mandalorian so like that like I think we watched a little bit of the first thing of Boba Fett and then they totally lost interest for a while but then like recently um my older son was kind of like can we like watch like the rest of the Boba Fett show and I was like sure so like we've been like kind of slogging our way through it we finally got to the first Mandalorian episode of Boba Fett mm-hmm. to, um uh today we, wa- we watched a little bit of it but we didn't have time so we're gonna finish it tomorrow so huh. yeah yeah
1: um, it's interesting. Spe- speaking of these Star Wars shows, I've been I blew all the way through Narcos and I've been watching Narcos Mexico recently.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> because so, Pedro. So, yeah.
1: So I've got Pedro and um, what's his name from Andor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Diego
0: Luna. Right. Diego Luna is the main guy in Narcos yeah, Mexico yeah, yeah, yeah. for the first yeah, couple seasons. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm mentioning all this because I think um, the Ahsoka show, I think, is starting like pretty soon. August, August end of august because i keep yeah i saw ads for it everywhere yeah exactly so it's coming up um so yeah so i might hop into that um i think
1: um we we'll watched the last season marvelous mrs all it was
0: good oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i, re- I really like that show did you ever watch that i didn't i did there's so many shows that it's like i just you know probably could like stand to like just start watching but it's like the only time i really have to watch stuff is like late at night like when, when we're not recording mm. and um half the time, because it's like the late at night, you are like half awake kind of thing, like more than more often than not, like I just end up dicking around on my phone instead and watching just random YouTube. Vid- yeah. YouTube videos. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, what are you watching nowadays? It's like YouTube, like random YouTube videos. Like mean, that's what I'm doing. Paul said this before. And I think we probably, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to like do a uh, mini flakes or like a little episode at some point. As like, what are we all watching on net on, on YouTube? Like what, what random shit do we like to watch? Um, because, yeah, it's, there, there's like definitely a solid like subset of, you know, things that I that that I end up watching on YouTube. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing fun. I, w- I wish there was like something where it's like, oh, yeah, there's this thing that, you know, that, that you should watch. Like, yeah, it's really good. It's like, I, I feel like the shows that I've really made it all the way through, like in the last couple of years have been mostly shows that we've watched. <laughs> but, yeah, pretty much like Star Wars and Marvel shows and stuff like that, that, that we watched mm-hmm. at some point. That's more or less. So I still haven't seen the most recent Marvel show. I haven't either. I haven't. Uh, I, I heard it was not good. The, 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 the Nick Fury one, the C- secret invasion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I heard it was like not good, which is like very disappointing to hear. Um, Cause like, I kind of felt like it, it felt like a good idea and like the idea that it was going to be mostly Samuel Jackson appealed to me. Um, you know, but I did not hear good things about it. So we'll You're see. Right. Yeah. I did hear good things about the, the guardians of the galaxy movie guardians of the galaxy three. So at some point I'll watch that. Cause that is on Disney plus now I'll watch it and sure. I can do a mini folks about it. When we, when, when I finally do, I watched the first Ant-Man movie. Oh, what do you think? I mean, it's, you know, it's Ant-Man. It's, it's. It was good. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. I can't remember. If, I think I fell asleep during the second Ant-Man movie. I don't think I got through it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I like Ant-Man. I mean, Paul Rudd is just a very winning presence, obviously. And I feel like Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think both of them benefit from just like, the lowered stakes a little bit like it's nice to have yeah. some of these movies that it's like yeah the world isn't totally in danger like quite the way that it is in like everything else and it, it like kind of right. has its own scale and I think you right. know we, we talked about it when I did my Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania mania but it's like that was what was quite disappointing about that movie in a way is that it lost that sense of like fun and like kind of like just a little bit lower scale that like I think makes the those Ant-Man movies kind of engaging. And it was like it made it a little more like every other Marvel movie, and it was like ah, uh, like that's really too bad, because yeah, yeah, like that Ant Man movie is fun. Um,
1: what are we, what are we watching next? Should we talk about? Should we just wrap the show up here?
0: Yeah, let's wrap the show up. We're done. Uh, I guess we should. Yeah, e- email right if if you guys want to email because we haven't gotten uh, we it's been a slow email summer. Um, if you want to email us, you can do so at talk to at gmail.com. We will read the email. We'll talk about it. We'll riff on it for a while and end up probably not answering whatever question you guys had, but you'll still get it read. So there's that. <laughs>